McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich is always crispy, juicy, and tender. Picture yourself, honey, opening up that silver-lined pouch like a, a little present, a little gift of flavor. Pulling out the sandwich for a bite and, you know, you get so in, engulfed in the goodness that you start pulling, you know, whole tomatoes and pickles just start to come out your mouth and you just, you know, it's all, all of it is good and just mm, that moment. Picture that, okay? Everybody deserves a little bit of that. And of course, you know, you got the spicy, crispy chicken sandwich. And when you want to treat yourself, you can get the deluxe crispy chicken sandwich. Okay. Or you can, you know, mix it up and get a deluxe spicy, crispy chicken sandwich because you got what? Vision. Okay. Try all of these winning combinations of the McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich, the crispy, juicy, tender sandwich that hits every single time. Order ahead on the McDonald's app mobile order and pay at participating McDonald's. Download and registration is required. We are so happy to help introduce Tabitha Brown for Target, which is a limited time collection of decor, home office supplies, gifts, and favorites for your furry friends. Okay, she thought about everybody. Designed to bring more joy and well-being into your life and the lives of the ones that you love. This is Tabitha Brown's second limited time collection with Target, and it's all new from her. I'm talking frames to candles to desktop supplies. This collection has something to brighten everyone's living in workspaces the way that Tabitha does with her energy when she's bringing us videos of her warmth. It even has bright and bold accessories and toys for the pets in your life. When it comes to her home and especially her home office, because I'm sure she spends countless time there the way that we do, Tabitha believes in making space for herself, both physically and emotionally, so she can share her most thoughtful and brilliant self with those around her. For her, it starts with creating a vibe that reflects who she is. Drops August 6th in Target stores and Target.com. Explore the lookbook now on Target.com. The award-winning London production of Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman comes to Broadway this fall for 17 weeks only. When Dale Pierce of The Wire and Sharon D. Clark, Tony nominee for Carolina Change, make history as this revival centers a black family for the very first time on Broadway. Meet Willie and Linda Lohman. They are joined by Chris Davis, McKinley Belcher III, and Tony winner Andre DeShields. Previews for this electrifying production begin September 17th. Tickets are available at Salesman on Broadway.com. It's timeless. It's timely. It's time. the Lord niggas. Welcome Praise back Lord. to Getting Grown. We are here and we have a special guest as we are, as we, as Jade and I discussed in our last episode, Jade is on vacation, a much deserved vacation with her husband. Shout out to Jade and Tristan. <laughs> She's out with her husband. She's out with her husband. <laughs> and uh, I love to see it. Um, they are, I think, you know, tracing around some island being Black and fabulous, and so we are holding down. Know, the Jade's table. wheels is out there spinning somewhere. Spinning mm. wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. And uh, my bestie was so gracious enough to to stand in for Jade down to the kitchen table this week. So everyone, 
Give Latoya a warm welcome back again this week. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. I'm just so excited to be here and welcome. standing in, filling in for you wonderful ladies. It's always a pleasure to come to. I'm doing good. It's always a pleasure to come to Getting Grown. So I just feel good. You know, happy yes. Monday. Happy Monday. How was yeah. your day? How was your weekend? How were things? Um, everything, my day was good. Um, you know, I, I had work, didn't do it really. Um, you know, it takes us a little time to get into the work. Yeah. I checked a few emails, sent a few, uh, slacks. And that's all you have. You know what I mean? And, you know, but the work got done, you know what I mean? Like the work is still getting done. And my weekend was wonderful. I went to, I had the opportunity to sing at a wedding and I had a really, really great time. Um, I saw singing. the videos. It looked like a. It looked like a good time. Girl, we were turned up. Do I you hear me? Yes, I. Can. Yes, I. Can. <laughs> I said, "Well, this is a party." Like we were turned up, and the people really enjoyed us. I really loved. Um, singing and I got to sing with this girl her name is Sherry and actually Sherry mm-hmm. just got off the road with Christina Aguilera so I like singing next to her I feel like I even like sing a little better now it's like so she got well. me yeah. yeah she got me together it was great singing with her so I had a great time really good time how about that. you how was your weekend I had a good weekend as well also wedding mm-hmm. that is, I made that a verb I attended a beautiful <laughs> wedding Shout out to Shariel and Whitney based in Bond. Nice. Isn't that so good? <laughs> very distinguished. That's very nice. Yes. That sounds wealthy. The based in Bond wedding. Yes, in yeah. Atlanta. It was a beautiful garden ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a high time in blackness. In it was yeah. wonderful. Yes, blackness, black love. It was beautiful. We had a wonderful time. It was so good to see the people and everyone looked wonderful. We just had a, you know, easy breathing. Yes. You know what I love? I love a day event. Anytime <laughs> I am assured that I can be in my bed by 1030. Listen, isn't that wonderful? Up. Yes. I, I enjoy that too. It is oh, so. man. I don't like late events um, no. at all. No, I don't like them I'm, at all. I am. That's where we are in the adulting. Mm-hmm. I need to be assured that I won't be out uh, at some ungodly hour. Uh, and yeah, I had a wonderful time hanging out, kicking it with my peeps. Um, it was. It looked wonderful. Trip. Well, thank you. The green, you. the clear heels. Yes. And so yes, you wore yes. the you wore the clear heels like all throughout the whole weekend. I did. How um, practical was that? Very practical, mm-hmm. very sturdy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any complaints. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a good time. And it was a quick trip. I got in Friday evening, afternoon, evening, and I was home by 10, 15 Sunday night. So it was a very efficient <laughs> and enjoyable trip. And I we love, love that. It. We love that. We love that. So, uh, yes, we're excited. Um, and okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm reading a message. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, I'm we're excited for what? Uh, we're excited because Latoya and I are going to have the conversation that many of you have been requesting in the comments mm-hmm. and down to the Twitter streets um, about Big Brother. We're going to talk about it. We're going to start off this Big Brother town hall because I don't think that we're going to get through it all in this one episode. Yeah, it's big. 
big brother. Yes, indeed. And there's <laughs> what I've learned is that there's such a there's such a deep history. Yeah. And like a very complex sort of uh like com- like we we I have entered like this ecosystem, this <laughs> big brother ecosystem. <laughs> And I'm finding my way through. So we're going to talk yeah. about that. We're going to head over to the kitchen table right now. We're not going to uh, bother you guys with trash and shout out. But I will ask you this. I know the answer, but I will ask. <laughs> Did you by any chance watch the VMAs? Because those also happened this week. I did not. Not a drop of it. Like, when I tell you, <laughs> like I not even a, not a drop. I haven't even peruse yeah. the inst- in, the interwebs mm-hmm. for the highlights. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'm so checked out. All no, I know, checked all the way out. I mean, out of it. I don't know who any of those people are. None. I feel like I saw I saw a couple of pictures of Nicki Minaj slowed down my timeline. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about that because the barbs, I, I don't fuck with the barbs. Um, so I'm not, okay. I'm going to keep so my opinions to myself because okay. them people will I'm get you it. fired. They will stalk you. They will have your address on. <laughs> I'm not doing that with them. So I don't think that the bar, because I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn. I agree that we should leave Nicki alone, but mm-hmm. I would say that Jade if the things that Jade has said <laughs> let me know that there are no barbs at the kitchen table. There's no barbs <laughs> at the kitchen table. Oh, okay. They don't listen to getting grown. Okay. But listen, we will just we will not yes. tempt them. Well we will not tempt I, I'm, them. I'm not gonna tempt them. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. I just was like, if I don't got nothing nice to say, I'm not gonna say nothing. Mm-hmm. I was just very confused by the pictures that I was seeing. That's all I'm gonna say. Now what I will say is that I saw that Lizzo got her award and yes. I was now, and then I went down a rabbit hole did you hear that airy spirit so and this is crazy because we said we wasn't doing you said you wasn't going to be doing Mm-mm. this <laughs> let's go on and do it let's go so, on and get it done listen the only thing I gotta say is I, I heard about the airy spirit person so the first thing I said well, well who is airy spirit because they were saying like you know she kind of gave him a little like shade but she didn't really go for so I'm like, well, who's Aerie Spears? So I Google this person and I'm like, it can't be this person that looked like he got gout, liver failure and COPD at the same damn time. It can't be this person that's talking about Lizzo. Like, it can't be. So what what baffles my mind about this is... Because <laughs> you still baffled, you were stuck just now. Yeah, because I'm just trying to figure out how to say it. Because for me, he was not asked. He asked about, asked about the music. Yes, nobody asked about Lizzo's appearance, her health, the state of her health, uh, her body, her body type, her her what she chooses to wear, how she chooses to show up. That's not what he was asked, but he, I mean, it's like he was looking for the opportunity to just spew this unsolicited opinion. It was very weird. My timeline. It was very strange. It's the equivalent of me saying, or somebody asking me like, okay, 
um, what's your favorite day of the week? And but you know, one of the things that I don't like about uh uh, Aerie Spears is what? Like nobody asked you about Aerie right. Spears. Right. Nobody said nothing. Nobody said nothing because he is over there with cirrhosis of the liver anyway. We're not. And I will. I am. I, I know that we talk. We talk about this all the time, Toya, about, about how like even though we have so much evidence and proof that that there are some men who just don't like women. Mm-hmm as people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they see women as parts yeah. and some like, you Objectified. know, objects. Mm-hmm. Yes. But as far as the humanity of women don't like us, they just don't like us. And we know that, right? I know that. And I still, I'm upset with myself because I'm like, I don't understand why I allow myself to still be shocked and affected and appalled at this this violence because I feel like that's what it is no it is because he's also perpetuating the violence because now he's saying look at y'all mad and it's all y'all look at y'all wear y'all fake lashes y'all fake nails y'all fake hair y'all fake this y'all fake that and I wanted to get up in the comments really bad and just be like well here's somebody who got no eyebrows no No. lashes and no hair on head but that's the thing it's like y'all this is what I'm saying like it's just so easy like even after it was brought to his attention that his comments were unfounded like they're not based in anything (laughs) they are incorrect because number one I wish that we would all disabuse ourselves from the idea that small bodies are fit and mm-hmm. big bodies are mm-hmm. out of are, shape. Are out of shape because that's just not true. Because like, the way she run up, I tell you, I can't say, do the way the she run up and down that Lizzo stage. Be hitting them eight counts and flipping and rolling. Let me tell you I something. Can't. I don't think I can do it. Let me tell you something. Okay, no. I leave the Orange Theory class walking like Sophia Petrilla. <laughs> no, no, no. Every time. Every time, yo. And I just have nothing but respect for the fact that that woman moves her body with grace and agility. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you cannot deny that that requires athletic ability and capacity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we have socialized our minds. We've been socialized to believe that little bodies are are in shape and mm-hmm. big bodies are out of shape and that's just not true so your opinions about Lizzo are unfounded you don't know anything about how healthy she is or is not right I don't even okay. think he's smart enough to understand that to what I'm saying honest. like have you seen her I mean and 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 let's run your blood work yeah <laughs> you've been to the primary guarantee you all of them illnesses I, I, I listed when, gonna like, be at least one get, of them there look at your cholesterol for Aries. sure let's for take a sure. look at that and he can and he said them lipids, he like, them lipids and them CBCs yes. is probably off. He feels like because he said I can acknowledge that I'm not I'm not the most in shape guy. I said, first of all, that's very generous because no. you are out of shape. There's yeah. no, nothing in shape about you. The I, shape I, I that you the are most in, attractive. No, you ain't I, attractive. <laughs> like, the, you ain't. The shape that you are in is a bag of laundry, sir. Right. That is the shape that you are in. Right. Okay. So like let's, let's not make any any bones about about that. And why is it when when people tell you that what you said was incorrect, unnecessary, and just mean? You instead of you saying, "Oh my bad," or 
you know, I acknowledge that it was wrong and I could have said that differently. You take this occasion to be like, why is it okay for women to, women do this and women do that? Does that justify what you did? No, Mm -hmm. it doesn't. It has no Mm -hmm. bearing. Mm -hmm. And, And it's like, this is another example of, of being held to a standard that you don't hold for yourself. Like you holding women to a standard that you obviously don't hold for yourself because how many people, how many men is in your DMs telling you that you look like trash? Right. Are men holding you accountable? Are men holding you accountable in the ways that you're saying that we need to be holding uh, Lizzo accountable? And is it our place to hold Lizzo accountable because she looks like she is happy Mm -hmm. and well and living her best life? She got a man. She's on top. She's in the top 150, 25, whatever, above board. She's winning awards. She's living her best life. Listen. She got that reality series on on Prime that I was watching. It was so, when it was such a beautiful thing to watch. What has Aries Spears done since comedy? I don't even Help remember that. I don't even remember understand. that nigga. I don't even remember was, that nigga. I think I remember him from like comedy, but like what else? What have you been doing? You just excited because somebody invited you to their little podcast and put you in front of a camera and now is your opportunity to go viral. So you wanted yeah. to say some inflammatory yeah. stuff. I don't think it's, it's it's not going the way he thought it would. Like it's hundreds of comments in his in his page, but they're dragging him. So and the, this is how I know it's really bothering him. He's he's making sure he's in going to war in his comments. Like he's in the I comments responding to people. Mike, to back to Mike Epps. Yo, he's going back and forth with all types of people in his comments, and that's why I'm just like, oh yeah, he's really like riding this train. He don't have no business, no time. And Listen, I just I just and I hope and pray yeah, that Lizzo never acknowledges him I hope she never acknowledges him because that's his problem that he's not being acknowledged that's what he wants Mm -hmm. because what what I said acceptance is a hell of a drug girl the girls want to be chosen Mm -hmm. and by girls I mean Aries Spears yes I just feel like you're talking about apples and oranges. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you're going to make, you're going to make all black women responsible for Lizzo's weight. Or, right. <laughs> and what she, like, what Y'all not holding her accountable. What? Nigga, shut the uh-huh. hell up. Uh-huh. Like, do you hear yourself? I was so stunned because I'm telling you, I was like, nah, he really sitting here looking like he got liver failure talking about we not holding Lizzo accountable. Nigga, have you gone to see your doctor? Did you get blood work done? Have you stopped drinking alcohol? Because I just, I feel like it's the dark circles. Are you sleeping? Is someone beating you? What is it? It doesn't look well. And does it, you need a team. Have you have you seen all of the specialists? Because I mean, have you, you seen all the specialists? Are you getting you MRIs? Have they get, checked your pancreas? Listen, My nigga, something's listen. not right. Something's and not I right. Just, I just wish, like, like I mean, if that's just, listen, we just, it was like, okay, well, that was a choice, right? right. I, I watched the video and I'm just like, well, that was a choice. That was a choice. That was a choice. That was a choice that, mm. that he made. And I guess he just gonna have to ride this out. No, for sure. Goes. For sure. I feel like Mike Mike was thinking the same thing I was thinking because Mike said it. I think he was like, yo, this nigga looks sick. He said he something does. like that. He and I was like, well. no, he doesn't. He does not look well. And I'm not even trying to say it to be funny. Like, bro does not look well. It's like you're worried about Lizzo and you need to be getting down to your go local to your, He needs to go to his PCP. Provider. You need Absolutely. to go check your PCP as soon you as possible. Get down to the Obamacare because it's still in place <laughs> as of right now. It's still in get place. down there. 
and get you a yeah. business fix. Okay. Universal healthcare works, bro. Run the numbers. I'm not saying we all are responsible. When we get to be a certain age, we talk about this on Getting Grown all the mm-hmm. time. We are responsible for keeping our bodies healthy and well. No, for sure. Okay. And- it's just the irony of it all, the comedy of it all. But the iron in these knees, <laughs> iron mm. in these knees. And I bet you, I bet you. What? Let's put. Let, if it were to have a battle between Aries Spears knees and Lizzo's knees, who's gonna win? Aries gonna ah! be on the floor sweating with his nasty ah! self. It's gonna be giving slide some oil to him. <laughs> sorry, sorry to that man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry to, to that, that man. man. All right, let we were giving him a little too much anyway. Enough yeah, of him. Okay, so that was a quick little. We said we wasn't <laughs> going to do no trash, but the trash is always. Yeah, might as we well have done can't it. Get around it. You just got to. You got to address it. Let's got just to. Get to. And I, I love how in sync we were. We're like, we ain't watching this shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> not watching the VMAs. Like, I'm not into this. I will uh-huh. say though, shout out to Asante though for getting that MTV news yes, gig though. He did brother. do a great job. Now that. I watched. Okay. I watched that. He did a great job. He was so eloquent. I loved it. And he knew all his points. Very, I love that boy. He's just so precious. He belongs in front of the camera. He He does. I told him. I was like, I'm praying. Very proud of him. And we're hoping that this opportunity will continue to open doors for our brother. Speaking of our brother, now, Asante was supposed to join us, but he, you know, he was invited to join us. And he's still working, mm-hmm. but we're going to get into this kitchen table because we finally going to have this big brother conversation. Okay, let's do and it. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Full disclosure, I am a black person who didn't really recognize the utility of sunscreen until much later in my life. But now I am all the way on board, honey. We out here trying to roll back the hands of time. And we know that the sun has aging properties to it. So we have to do our due diligence, honey, to keep our skin tight and right. And that's why I'm so grateful for Kenlo, honey, because just because summer ends doesn't mean the sun will go away. We are still responsible. Our skin needs protection all year round. That's why you need to check out Kenlo's Golden Rays sunscreen. Kenlo is tennis champions Naomi Osaka's new sun care line, which is made for black and brown skin tones. Uh, Kenlo's Golden Rays sunscreen is formulated with nourishing natural ingredients and has built-in tinted moisturizer and sweat-proof water-resistant properties. It comes in three shades, light, medium, and dark, that blend in to leave your skin looking dewy and feeling moisturized and the lightweight formula doesn't clog your pores. Uh, don't sleep on Kenlo's Always Golden Body Lotion as well. It moisturizes and protects your skin, absorbs easily and quickly, and it doesn't have that ashy white cast that we just can't use. I love the Kenlo products. I've been using them all summer and will absolutely be using them into the fall. Um, it's become my quick five-minute face. Um, I put a little of that sunscreen on and set it with some mineralized skin finish or just a quick little powder foundation. And it does give me that, you know, uh, slight protected coverage and that UV uh, protection as well. And it's just enough face um, to do enough, but it's not too much. It's perfect, easy breezy, giving even beautiful skin tone. Protect your skin this summer and beyond with Kenlo. And to get you started, We've arranged an awesome deal with Kenlo where you can save 15% on your entire purchase by going to our special URL, 
kinlo.com slash grown. That's K-I-N-L-O.com slash grown. And you can use the promo code grown. Take advantage of this great offer now to get 15% off. Use promo code grown at kinlo.com slash grown. We're here to talk about Big Brother, guys. Big Brother. For those of you who don't know, Big Brother is a whole movement. I did not know that we are on season 24. There have been 24 seasons of Big Brother. So this this show has been in existence for 10, 20 years, 10, 15 years. I don't know when the first episode came out. But I feel like it was in the early. Uh, it's been 2000? it's been twenty four years. Wow! So they do one every year. Okay, so year. it's been okay. So um, the Big Brother is a show that airs on CBS. It is about a series of strangers, um, kind of like that real world model. Strangers mm-hmm. picked to live in the house, and they're competing and doing different sort of competitions. Um, and the, and, the, and the object of the game is to survive to the end. So every week they go through these series of evictions, um, competitions that lead up to an eviction. And the longer you stay in the house, the better chance you have at winning the big final cash prize, which at this point is seven, $750,000. Mm-hmm. So three quarters of a million dollars. And Toya's been watching Big Brother for a little while and she's been trying to get me to watch it. And <laughs> I, I was did, I reluctant. <laughs> I was reluctant. Why? Because Big Brother comes on TV three nights a week. And so that is not just a television show. It is a relationship. It's a relationship. It and is a relationship. only does it come on three times a week. There is live fees that you got to catch up right. on. Right. <laughs> and so what happens is you kind of get sucked into this vacuum. Yes. Yeah. And you become consumed with understanding how uh, these people sort of uh, strategize to get through this game. And the thing about Big Brother, Big Brother's always watching. They're living in an artificial house, really like a television production set studio. Mm-hmm. And there are like 94 cameras on these people filming every aspect of their lives for 24 hours for like a three month period. Yeah, long time. And so there's the game, right? There's the game. And then there's like the social game, which we'll get into uh, a little bit. But I, I want to before giving you guys that sort of introduction into Big Brother, I want to ask Toya, how did you get into Big Brother? What was I know that I would say you are the reason that I got into Big Brother. But what <laughs> prompted what prompted you to get into this Big Brother vacuum? I have no idea what prompted me. I feel like I've known about Big Brother for years, right? So mm-hmm. when it first started, I was watching Big Brother then because I was very intrigued with with Big Brother and like just um, the whole reality of it and like just seeing people live and like all of this stuff. And so I remember like the first, second, third seasons. I remember the third season with Danielle Reyes. That's this black chick. She was owning that fucking game and I remember that back then and so and then I kind of like weaned off of it a little bit I got busy doing all kinds of stuff so I hadn't I hadn't caught up with it so I have always been intrigued by it because those was outside of like the real world Big Brother Mm. was very like was one of those things that like oh this is a new concept like it's a game and it was fun and um so that's how I got into it um and of course, as we're going to get into conversation, uh, things start getting real racially charged real quick. Yeah. Um, in yeah. Big Brother. And like, that's when I 
was started to back off a little bit of it. And I would only, and then I, when they started to pick up, when they picked up doing celebrity big brother is when I got Mm -hmm. back into the big brother family. Um, and started watching again because they were getting a little better with diversifying the house. But at this point, it, they, they, at this point, people were just purposely getting black people out the house before the finals. Right. <laughs> so, so one of the things that I have, like, you know, I got into the show um, and one of the things, it's kind of like a love-hate relationship. One of the things that I love about Big Brother is also the thing that I hate about it. So, you know, for me, Big Brother sort of takes reality TV to the next level. So mm-hmm. we're used to shows like Real World and Housewives and Love and Hip Hop that sort of follow these uh, individuals around mm-hmm. and document different parts of their life. But Big Brother kicks it up a, a notch in that everything is filmed. Yes. At all times. And all so times. No there are for things error. that you... Yeah, there are things... So I think I think they really do have the market cornered on like the reality and reality TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I love about it. What I hate about that though, is like what has, what has really sort of taken over my life <laughs> as it relates to big brother <laughs> is that just because, only in the summertime, only in the summertime yes, because it is so real. It's like, it is, it is like a, a, controlled microcosm of what goes on in our everyday lives, everyday lives Mm -hmm. that because we are all so consumed with our everyday adulting, we kind of sort of take things for granted and we miss. uh, But I think big brother is a controlled environment that lets the researcher in me sort of look at and observe these people in this situation and then you can really sort of see how different norms, values, ideologies, mm-hmm. uh, beliefs, how all of these things play out, not only as it relates to the game, the competition, mm-hmm. but also as it relates to this is how we have all been socialized to be yep. in this country, in this yep. world. Yep. And so, like you said, Things like racism and sexism and all the isms. Ageism. Ageism was a big thing, too. All of it. All of all of these things. They have no choice but to sort of rear their heads. And we're all forced to sort of deal with and digest what these things are, how they exist within our lives. And then what the heck are we going to do about it, if anything? Mm-hmm. And so the big brother uh, sort of vacuum that's kind of sucked me in this this year is that, you know, so I'm going to let you tell the story because you watched it. I have not seen. So the little history, uh, there have been 24 seasons of Big Brother, naturally because of the ways that race and racism. Naturally sort of because of in. white people. <laughs> now, because of the way that race and racism works, there have not been mm-hmm. uh, a lot of diversity amongst winners. <laughs> who, who makes it to there the has end? Not, there has not wins. been none. There's been none. There has not been any diversity in all of the Big Brother winners. 
look alike and possess a lot of the same identity traits Mm -hmm. and characteristics. And so that puts people of color who watch the show in an interesting position. Mm -hmm. And that should put everybody in an interesting position, but I feel like it it, it definitely sort of resonates with us as people of color in a particular way. And so last year's season, season 23 was the best season ever. Yes, it was a game changer because there was an alliance of black people. There was a group of black people in the Big Brother house that aligned themselves and were very strategic in playing the game in such a way that it was only the people of color that made it to the end to ensure that a person of color won Big Brother. And might I say that they are the only alliance in Big Brother history that made it to their final six. Right. Like right. everybody else who's been in alliances, their alliance right. go to hell. Just like how the alliances is going to hell this season. Exactly. That's what's happened exactly. in all the seasons. So they're so the only alliance, alliance. Yes. That alliance was called the cookout and the cookout season really changed the game for big brother, the show big brother watchers. And so now we are in season 24, which is dealing with the aftermath of that season Mm -hmm. and what has happened, what's happening on the show really mirrors what is happening in our society in that, uh, there is, you know, whiteness, um, as an ideology, as a, as a system, Mm -hmm. whiteness, uh, perceives the success of people of color as a threat. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, there have been, there are white people on this season who have said things like, we have to make sure that uh, we don't have another cookout. We can't have black people winning. <laughs> ever oh, again. Crazy, crazy. Which How, is are, wild. Are, aren't you afraid that they're all aligning and trying to do like a cookout 2.0? And if they were, yes. why not say bet? So let's try, let's play against right. them. Why not say let's so, play the game? So in this particular, I wanted us to get together because I've, I've realized, and I mentioned it on last week's show, um, and there were some people who responded affirmatively saying, yes, we need to talk about this. So I, while Jade is away, since she doesn't watch the show, I thought it would be a good idea for me and Toya to sit down and kind of dig into some of these dynamics with Big Brother and sort of get the conversation started. And so mm-hmm. hopefully, hey, this might prompt you to take a look. If you don't want to watch or you're scared like me, because I was scared to no, jump in. Because I was trying to get Sakia to watch last season with the cookout. I was. Because the way I was going ham on my Twitter for the cookout, it was just like, because yeah. it was just something that I had never seen before. And even the dynamics within the cookout was crazy because there was yes. turmoil within the cookout too as well. Yes, and, yes you know, having to look at the bigger picture and there was a bigger cause here and having to step outside of your own individual goals to, you know, to push the bigger cause forward. So it was a lot. But anyway, I say all I say, you know, I was trying to get her to watch it last year. She didn't listen to me, but for some reason. And I regret it. I do regret it. I do. That is something that I regret. Because now I feel like I have to go back and watch the cookout. Um... Because what I have been observing in season 24 has stirred my inside. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of us 
who watch, who are Big Brother fans, I was telling Takia, like, we have a love-hate relationship with Big Brother. Mm -hmm. We love the game so much. Like, I love the game so much, I would really love to, I would love to be on the show and might even try to audition for the show. That's how much I love it. And we have such a love-hate relationship because we don't, we have not been treated well. I don't know if it's production. I don't know if it's just because they just cast trashy ass people and like how much can you edit? How much can you help? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is, but we have just not been treated well in that game. So we've all become a family on Twitter. <laughs> like it's yeah. like this whole like family that we just are there for each other. We support each other. We talk about the game and you know, we just we just genuinely love the game. Um and that's the sad part about what CBS doesn't realize is the black community that we that is out there for Big Brother is huge. And we just really love that damn game. <laughs> like we right. really do. So, um, it is. And then I think, so what you're saying, like, I don't even know if it's just like, when you say CBS keeps casting these people, I don't even know if it's individual people. I just feel like every person, like we're all socialized in this, in this society that has been conditioned to treat people differently based upon the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. So regardless of who you cast, mm -hmm. I don't know that I don't know that it is it is um, fair to suspect or to hope even that um, you would you wouldn't see some of the things that we see year after year after year after yeah, year yeah. because like we like like one of my favorite quotes like white supremacy is not the shark it's the water yeah. and we are all swimming in it yeah. and what's been so why like I said last week when we were talking about this and me wanting to have this conversation what has resonated with me very loudly is that I feel like Big Brother has been a case study in how the world has been socialized to villainize the black woman oh absolutely because it's not in a very particular way yeah and it's like you know the brothers do be having a, having a hard time in um in Big Brother but oftentimes the big the brothers are voted out very quickly well, because like, perceived threat is like, oh, yes, they're an immediate threat. Immediate. A lot of them have gotten out very quickly. There was one guy. He is this. This. He was the first black gay guy. He made it very far, and he was mm -hmm. a hot mess on that show. Um, and then there was one guy who was just like he came in there like the Rock, and he was actually a lunatic, and he deserved to be right. He deserved to get that was season sixteen. That's a that's a season that I would say. I enjoy season 16. Like I, I started watching that recently and I'm enjoying that season. Right. Um, but like the, the women like Devon, she was a main one who like, she was going through a lot. She she played in two seasons. She played in her regular season. She played in the all-star season. And you could also, if y'all want to research her view or, or look up her speeches, she has also been very vocal about how CBS and big brother ain't shit when it comes to black women and how mm -hmm. she was trying to, you know, she was trying to break these, these stigmas and these, these um, racial biases that happen in the house all the time. Um, it ain't work. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I mean she definitely tried it's to the point now if you look at her Twitter she'd be like y'all keep trying to get me to talk about that other show and I'm not talking about it because she covers she has a podcast for the challenge like she okay. works she works for CBS and she does the podcast for the challenge oh, nice. so she'd be like y'all keep trying to get me to watch that other show I'm not doing it because she couldn't take what was happening with Taylor okay it was, okay. she was like it's so, too traumatic 
That, that's what I wanted to get to because that was a question that I had around sort of like when I think about the role that CBS plays or like that production plays. And mm-hmm. I don't, well, yeah, well, the, the role the production plays in the show. Are they looking at this? I wonder, are they looking at this as it is our job to just sort of present the reality of the situation? Or do we have some responsibility to change the narrative or to contribute to change in any sort of substantive way? Because I, I, I can't I can't figure it out based upon what I see. What I think is that CBS plays the role of telling the story. Mm. Right. So, so they just they're just narrating. They, they just, don't have a judgment. They just telling the story like how it plays out yeah how yeah. it plays out is how it plays out and we are not telling these people to play out this way we're not this is just how it plays this is life like this is how it plays out and it's a social experiment and this is what happens time and time again because that's when you go on the live feeds you'll see that they'll that 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 um disclaimer that comes mm-hmm. up before yes, you yes, yes. that lets you know you about to see mm-hmm. some racist ass shit that's basically right. what it say <laughs> Like that's basically what the disclaimer yes. says. Please yes. be advised that the you know racial biases and all this kind of stuff. You're about to see some racist ass, aggressive ass, violent shit. So I think that they're they play the neutral ground where they let it play out because just like they let the cookout play out, just like they let mm. us see. But then again, they'll cut certain feeds, so I don't know. So, and that's all like, you know, when we say cut the fees, or we recognize that there's some big brother jargon here. So let me mm-hmm. tell you. Oh, that's like right. Like Toya said, one of the things that sort of, uh, you know, like we talk about, big brother is round the clock capture. There's, mm-hmm. there's constant camera cameras on you. Mm-hmm. Even at night when these people be sleeping, they got the night vision cameras on them. <laughs> yes. And so, and so the live feeds are accessible, you know, behind a subscription wall, but you can, you can go to Paramount plus and subscribe and you can have access to the live feeds, meaning that you can literally see the cameras in the house when the show is not on. So the show airs Sunday night, Wednesday night and Thursday night. But if I want to cut the feeds on now and see what they're doing in the big brother house, I can do that, you know, uh, through, through the Paramount plus app. Mm -hmm. And, there is some sort of chatter, especially in the Twitter sort of uh, community, Twitter Big Brother community, yeah. that, you know, there's, it's not really clear what causes production to, like, production is selective about what can air on the feeds and what airs on the feeds and what doesn't. And so sometimes they'll be in the heat of a conversation or in the heat of something happening and they'll cut the feeds. And you can assume that that's probably because they're going to put it on the, on the actual broadcast, but that doesn't always, that's not always the case. And sometimes you wonder, are they cutting the feeds uh, to sort of, you know, shape the narrative in any way? Do they want to conceal or, parts of the or, narrative? Or, or other not to incite riots. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, things get a little bad. crazy. What I will say, mm-hmm. though, is, you know, I think that they have fairly shown Kyle 
with his fucking shenanigans. I don't think this that season, yeah. this season, I think that they, because you can call, go back and find all those timestamps when he when he was um, approaching Michael and Brittany about that all white alliance. So mm-hmm. I don't, they weren't cutting those feeds then at all. I think yesterday they was cutting the feeds because the house was crazy. Like I literally was like, yo, I can't even get off the feeds. Like where's the popcorn? <laughs> Shit is hitting the fan. What and the hell? And that's what's scary because it be, it be two in the morning and I be watching these people and they be brother out. Because, yo, yesterday was nuts, so you heard? Like, Terrence was, I mean, Monty was going over to Terrence telling Terrence, like, he can't believe that Kyle was a, was a racist. And it was, like, it was, it was mayhem in the house yesterday. And that's why I was like, I just, I know I can't even hit Takia up because I know she's down to the wedding and traveling and doing all this kind of stuff. Like, yo, so it was I've been crazy. trying to get caught up on the fees today. Um, mm-hmm. And. I haven't been able to get into it like I want to, but uh, I want to sort of open to the conversation. So I want y'all like, you know, we're going to come back and continue to to have these conversations, but I want you all to chime in. Are there specific things that you want us to talk about? Are there things um, that we need to sort of raise? Are there conversations that are not being had regarding Big Brother that we can have on, on this platform? Because, like I talked about last week, the way that the way that Taylor has been treated has been sort of uh, at the center of my attention. Mm-hmm. But you know, along with that, this formation of this all all white alliance, um, the silent majority, as they call themselves, <laughs> and. Uh, um, yeah, was it the silent? Oh no, no. There, I think the silent. Yeah, there was a, the silent majority. And, and crazy. That sounds crazy. <laughs> I think another thing that uh, has has been so. I think what's what's coming to the to the fore now is like now that some of these uh, race racial issues are being spoken because a lot of times up until this point they were being implied. Right? It was kind of just like the I catch what's going on. Um, but we're at the point now where people are actually being called out and held <laughs> accountable for the things that they have said, which I feel like is, and I don't know, maybe you can correct me here. It's unprecedented. <laughs> How, or, uh, let me ask for those mean, people who watched Big Brother before. It have, ain't, this ain't the first time. This ain't the first time okay. Uh, okay. meetings, house meetings have racial things have been brought to the forefront. I mean, there was okay. even one white guy who who had to admit to people during a veto meeting and he gave the veto to this black dude, the gay black dude. Like, I'm going to get the veto to him because at the end of the day, I was judging him because he's black and he's gay and I was wrong. <laughs> like, mm. So then, and then what happened was he became a target in our house after he did that. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. And you know, all of the, you know, it, it's, it's been a lot of white people in Big Brother that we don't see color. It's not about color. It's the game. And it's game. It's game. Though. Shut the f- yo. Yo. And I think, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Even as 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 charged up as this show makes me, I don't know that it would be the same. The, I think these things have to happen. These mm-hmm. issues have no choice but to happen. Mm-hmm. But my, my, I feel like where we where we miss the missed opportunity, I should say, is that they just rile us up, <laughs> and then it's like, what are we supposed to do? Like, there's no space or opportunity for us to have a conversation or to think about what happens now so like in this this what, well, we're creating our own spaces 
We are, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just like, is that is that is that the goal? Is that what we're supposed to do? Is that enough? Or is it? And is there a responsibility? Like, I understand that CBS is saying that we're just here to tell the story, but I do think that CBS wants. I think that CBS and the producers of, of Big Brother, I don't think that they are, quote unquote, here to make black people look bad because no, the, I way, yeah, I wouldn't say that. the way that they encouraged the cookout last season yes. and the feeds and everything, things were just so, so much more positive. And to be fair, we were in a, a, a particular It was just after the lockdown. Space. That's what I'm saying. We were in a particular space as a nation mm-hmm. where everybody turned the volume up on their DEI mm-hmm. and it was trendy to be mm-hmm. woke. And mm-hmm. so I definitely see why they would ride that wave. Mm-hmm. That makes sense for them and their bottom line if we're talking about dollars and cents, mm-hmm. right? So I just wonder if, like, you know, is that it? Uh, is, is that all? <laughs> like, is there is is there more that can be done to sort of say this is where we are and so like if we want to change this is how we can do it if if we want to make things better but how can they how if it's based it. off of your if you're casting people like you they cast it like Daniel passed the psych eval okay so <laughs> like okay. Nicole passed the psych eval so like but this is what I'm saying. These things are not a function of psychological uh, deficit or defect. I'm saying this is a function of society's ills. <laughs> These mm-hmm. are the things that that are wrong with all of society, and it's not just these individuals, however raggedy they may be, Daniel. Mm-hmm. But um, it is it is a larger sort of social conversation for me, and so like, is there a responsibility? That CBS has? Well, I just wonder, or even like, maybe not. If it, I'm not going to put it all on CBS, but I just wonder if there is a responsibility, whose is it? Or I just think it's the people that come in the house. I think it's the people that come in the house because to me, I feel like it's also like, like if you ever, if you go back and look at that clip of that, of I showed you of the, I don't, I don't know what season that is. So I got to do more research of the black girl who had the, the clown um, wig on and she was going off on a girl. It was a girl off on the girl, the white girl named Gina. Gina was telling people that she was thinking that if the turn, you turn the lights on, turn the lights out, you wasn't going to be able to see Candace in the dark. Mind you, Candace is a fair skinned black woman. <laughs> I'm saying oh, like, but, but like you putting those type of people in that house I feel like it is CBS's way of exposing what the world is like CBS I feel like CBS has has done a good job of exposing what what white America looks like they don't candy they don't sugarcoat it candy coat it like they do they do put bumper guards around it, so it's not as harsh. But I do feel like they are, they are allowing that story to unfold, um, just as they are also allowing the story of black people coming in wanting to fight, wanting to be a part, wanting to be included. You know what I mean? So I feel like 
they are allowing those stories too. We just got to fight harder for it. Um, we literally mm. had to create a secret alliance and, you know what I'm saying, oust our best friends in the house to ensure that a black person would win. So I don't know what all CBS can do outside of trying to cast more black, brown, Asian people because you don't even see a lot of Asian people in the house. Like this was the first time it was no, two no, no. Hispanic I mean, women in the house. Understood. And I'm not suggesting that it is a, it is an issue of production or casting or that they have to make changes in that area. I mm-hmm. just wonder if in addition to these faces, um, are like, there resources? Are there, is there opportunity for, now that we have exposed these things, mm-hmm. what can we do about it? Is it like, if, if I want if I recognize these problems and the ways in which I may be participating or engaging in these problematic behaviors and I want to change, but I don't know how, how do I go about that? And mm-hmm. is there a responsibility then on anybody now they are having biased trainings who who cbs is putting them through production is because they have talked about (laughs) telling you true story they was talking about the bias trainings because every time they start talking about the bias trainings they cut the fees too now so they were saying like before they get in the house they had the bias training now what makes me because i (laughs) will also lead me to believe that they are having professionals talk to them during these things is that Monty mentioned that Kyle and something there was a talk about therapy and trainings and something like that for him to understand the errors of his ways so I feel like there is some sort of reform reform for these wicked vile disgusting people I just okay I agree I I think that there is so I hear what you're saying and that there are opportunities for the castmates to 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 learn, grow and change. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that is all well and good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, how do we extend that into people who may never, ever be on the show um, and are, but are watching the show and are who think uh, the cookout is racist? Yeah, or like, you know, I just, you know, or or just like, you know, I just think that there's opportunity here for us to sort of to build upon the momentum of something like Big Brother to sort of extend this conversation in the the right direction in terms of like, it's not just about knowing these things about yourself, but how do we start to change and and put uh, these new, more inclusive, more socially just perspectives into practice in our lives in in an intentional way. I think that they should have like after Big Brother type of discussions with these castmates, the castmates who who finally, you know, like because to honestly, honestly, after watching not Daniel, Nicole's exit interviews and seeing the transformation and you can see the remorse in her face, I felt better because I was like, I'm not good. Like (laughs) I was just like, oh, I'm not good like with this not at all and just seeing that she's not in the media she ain't posting pictures like daniel with his dumb ass posting a picture with palatations she's not (laughs) she's not doing none of that and i appreciate that you know what i mean i appreciate that and and so 
I think that things like like if they had like a reunion or if they had these after conversations, like I'm gonna need Kyle to have a con. I'm gonna need Terrence to have a conversation with Taylor. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, I just want, like, I just, I, I would hope. And in my, in my world, if, if I had my way, as a condition of your participation in this show, right? So, cause it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. People apply from all over the world to be on Big Brother. Mm-hmm. You're going to be televised. It's going to change the trajectory of your life or there's potential for it to mm-hmm. if you play your cards right and, and use this opportunity the way that you could. Mm-hmm. As a condition, it's like, Yes, you learn these things and you, uh, you know, go through this experience. It's like, what are there? Is, is there like an exit interview? Is there, is there like a, is there like a, yeah, what are y'all doing? Something else, you know, like, mm-hmm. how do you, what are you going to do with this? How has this experience changed or transform you? Mm-hmm. And then what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. And maybe I'm just pie in the sky because maybe that's something that everybody's like that's not my business I don't care but I just keep thinking I I understand what you're saying but I guess for me I kind of do feel like that's not my business a little bit because um, these are adults and I just feel like you need to go back to them feeds and look how disgusting and foul you are and if you don't fit, well, figure mean, out that shit. the thing is Latoya people don't see themselves in like you know of all the people that are watching Kyle right now what becomes clear to me on Twitter is that there are so many people who like Kyle don't feel like there's anything wrong with what Kyle is doing. Mm-hmm. There are so many black men like Terrence, like Monty, who who don't see the error of their ways. Um, and they are, you know, they're more inclined to sort of judge Monty and Terrence individually than to recognize the ways in which they're just playing out the larger sort of societal like you know implication of what's been what's been handed down to us in our history and i know i'm an academic and i think about things probably more deeper i mean more deeper or deeper than the average person (laughs) yeah um and maybe that's my that's my cross to bear girl that's why i said girl y'all i don't know what takia would do if she was in the big brother house they would need to cast us together because there's no way never (laughs) cast me to be in the big brother house I mean, I have, I, I am not a betting woman, but I will bet all of the money that I have at present <laughs> that I would never, ever be on Big Brother. Because, Yo. first of all, I just, I, you know, if we can get into talking about gameplay. I talk to strangers. I think I I don't know if I would do well in Big Brother or not. I'm very curious to know how how I would do in Big Brother. I think that you would do well in the game. uh, I think that competitions and stuff, but I don't think that you. And I do feel like you strategically, like you know, you. I think you would play um, the social game very well. Where I feel like they would lose you. Mm-hmm. Is you like not to say that you would go off, but you you would not be able to not say anything. Mm-hmm. Like when you see when you see certain things, like when when Daniel cussed Taylor off. Oh out yeah, in that no way that I would have been able to be quiet that during you that. Just been standing there. Nah. <laughs> like, 
I don't, nope. I, I don't, I believe nope. that all bets would have been off. Nope. And, and actually I would probably, I probably would have told him that he needed to chill out. And then I probably out of everybody would have lambasted Jasmine. Like I would have went off on Jasmine. I love, love that you said lambasted. <laughs> <laughs> That was good to me. Damn, mm-hmm. I would have lambasted her. Yo, I would have went off on she her. She needed to be. She needs to be. What do you mean go away? What do you mean go I away? Feel like I feel like Jasmine. We haven't really dealt with that, mm. but I I personally would like to have a conversation with Jasmine. No, I have seriously, questions for Jasmine. Now, I I don't know where they got these black people from, other than Taylor, <laughs> for this season because. Everyone except Taylor. No, Taylor said it and Amira said it. I don't know if Terrence is going to say it or not. But it seems like they were trying to get as far away from black as they could because of the cookout coming into the house. So when you say, so you're saying that Taylor, Taylor has a particular kind of blackness? Yes. Okay. I think Taylor came in a house like, all right. I see niggas. I'm going to kick it with Monty. Then I'm going to work my way over to Jasmine. Then I'm going to work my way over to Mira. I feel like that's what she was doing. Well, this is what we do. And I feel like there is research to the effect of when we come into any space, Mm -hmm. we tend to gravitate toward the people who are most like us. I think that's natural. Right. Right. And I do feel like Taylor picked up on that. I don't see, and that's why I be trying to watch what I say because I don't want nobody to think that I'm. But I think Taylor picked on that up on that light skin, dark skin girl energy that was trying to happen a little bit. So but. when I say that, like Taylor has, so back to what you were saying around like post cookout, it appears mm-hmm. that production was looking for, uh, looking to. Is it is it captured? I feel like they are. I, I feel like from here in a particular like, sort of way. Who pr- production or the castmates? Yeah, well, the castmates. So, like when you when you said Amira said it and Jasmine said it, you think Amira it, said, yeah, they didn't want. They were fearful that so they targets were going to be kinds of black girls and guys. Is what you're saying? No, I'm saying that they was trying not to associate with black oh, people as so soon as they came in the, the black house. People in the house. Were anti tried to get away from yeah they and not they were they liked the cookout the cookout inspired them yes the cookout inspired them the black people in the house um that is what Jasmine said and that's what Amira has said that they knew that they were well I shouldn't say that as soon as they came in the house they didn't want to that to be a target that all of a sudden they gonna be working with all the black people me personally. Expect that I'm going to work with the black people. <laughs> expect it. But why is that as, a threat? As like, expect I think, yeah, I, I feel like that that should be a larger what? conversation about anti-blackness and the way yeah. in which we are conditioned to believe or think about groups yeah. of black people. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm just like, yo, that was just that. To me, that was just the wrong place. Wow. The wrong, and that's why and that's why Mira's ass went out the way she went out. And that's why Jasmine's ass went out, went out the way she went out. Because if you're going to come in that house and, and deny, because to me, it was denying who the fuck you are. You're coming in 
in there throwing shade at the cookout, talking about, oh, yeah, but this and oh, I didn't like this about Big D. And I didn't. No, you need to come in there and respect that. Yo, these six people allowed for someone that looks like you to be the first person to win. Period. Period. And don't well, feel know, like that is. don't see the bigger picture like that. They and, don't. And I think that we also, I think a lot of times we are coming up against this notion that the answer to racism is colorblindness, mm-hmm. you know, that it's all this big melting pot. Like we just going to act like racism didn't happen and let's just all get together. And yeah. that is problematic and, and yeah. wrong and not helpful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's like society not, not being willing to own up to, yeah. to our history and the truth mm-hmm. of the matter. Mm-hmm. And the fact that y'all would be scared to congregate, like that's the, that is what I want to, I would love well, for someone to talk about. The whole thing is that you're scared to congregate because you're scared that people would do exactly what Kyle did and they wouldn't even congregate and he thought it. So this is my thing. If he thought it and y'all ain't, y'all wasn't even congregating, you might as well have been congregating. You might as well have been working together, in my opinion, yes. <laughs> collaborating because he was going to think it anyway. And he thought it anyway because he started an all-white alliance. Whew, child. So we we can literally do this all night. Uh, yeah. So I want, like I said before, this was just our, hopefully our start to this conversation we have. I, would, I mean, because you know, I could talk about it all day long. Yes. So I would love for you guys to engage with us um, because I'm really thinking about how to do this. And whether or not we should or all of that. But I'm down in the Big Brother vacuum wondering if you guys want to get down in there with me. And let's talk about the SOA and the significance of all the things that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is entertaining, yes, but it's also sort of compelling and thought provoking in a very interesting way. And I personally feel like if my emotions are going to be all charged up... <laughs> And, mm-hmm. and when, when I have, when I'm literally forced to face all the ways in which, uh, you know, people are socialized to deny my humanity, <laughs> yeah. I think the very yeah. least that I can do is sort of think about, okay, so like given, given this condition and where we are, is there something that we can do about it? Right. Not? It's crazy. Yo. And the thing about, I don't know what I, I'm trying to understand, like, I know, I, like it's a game and I know it's a lot of money on the line. $750,000 is a lot of money. I get it. But at the same time, I'm just trying to, and, and every, no, you know, I think lying and manipulation is part of the big brother game. So oh, yeah. that is to me, lying and manipulation is fair game, mm-hmm. but the, Level of survival mode that Kyle is going into is almost like I can't let them get it. Like they can't get it. Like I refuse to let them get it. And I'm going to do everything in my power so that they don't get it. Which and screen? then on t- oh, with white supremacy, and white fragility <laughs> and sort of like yeah. all the things that we know about whiteness as a system. And so, like, we have all, like, literally that is by design what it is. Mm-hmm. They set this country up so that all of us believe that our success is predicated on somebody else's demise or downfall. Yo. And so, like, how else are we going to win unless I make sure that they lose? 
Right. And, you know, and when when you go back to it, he he was fighting on the wall against her, her, um, Taylor. Yeah. He didn't want to let go. <laughs> he didn't want to let go. And then if you look in the grand scheme of things, that was his that was his alliance partner. Well, like yeah. they was an alliance together. So what are you fighting? What, Just kidding. Right. He wasn't really. It was like when you looking at it, like you and the leftovers with Taylor, you the one who started the leftovers and pulled Taylor in. You see that Taylor's on the wall. She ain't letting go. But you're fighting to the death of it. Like she's not your your partner in yeah. this game. Because you at the end I mean? of the day, so, what? There can only be one winner. There can only be one winner. Yes. There can only be one winner. And now Kyle is going to have to vote. I I would really love that if two black people made it to final two. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and I think that's something we could talk about is like, what are our, what are our predictions? So yes. that we can come back and look at what the predictions, oh, yeah. what, what, what worked out. Um, it, because he would have to pick through t- between two black people. So I, that would just be the icing on the cake for me. But I just don't see that happening. <laughs> that would just eat him alive. <laughs> it would. I don't see that happening. Um, I definitely think that Michael is definitely going to make it. If if Monty don't get Michael out next week, I feel like my, Michael is definitely going to make it to the final two. Okay, so right now, predict your final two. Michael and who else? Um... I feel like Monty might do some sick shit and take Taylor. You mean take Taylor to the final two? Yep. I would because love to I, I that. think I just don't know if I do. I think he knows that he would def from the things that he has heard people say about Taylor in the house. I think, but then again, then again, I know that he knows that if he sat next to Britney, he would def he's for sure going to win because everybody hates Britney now. But they also hate Michael now for coming. They don't like Michael now. Like, I feel like Alyssa and Terrence are side-eyeing Michael now for sitting on the information, sitting on the racist information this long. Yes, girl. How how he going? He's only using this now because um, because he ain't H O H. But y'all don't. Not, they, and this is the thing about how CBS be hiring people that are having well, people who don't know how to play the game. That that this is truth. But it doesn't even make any sense because he won the veto. He has power in this right now. So there's really he's not doing this out of a dire need of anything. You know what I mean? Like y'all tried to backdoor him. They was because people were saying, oh, he only did that because he found out the plan was to backdoor him. But he got the veto. And when he got the veto is when they after he won the veto is when he went yeah, to tell them about like, Kyle. Terrence and Alyssa are just grasping for straws. Yo, because they're they, dumb. They're, and I mean, neither one of them is giving brightest crayon in the box. Mm-hmm. So, OK, so you said you said Monty and Taylor as your final two. Ideally, speaking. no, no, no. Uh, my my I would like to see Michael and Taylor in the final two who I think might make it I could see it I could I could it's just like now is anybody's game now that Kyle and blew up everybody's game so I could see them wiping out Michael next week and somehow Monty and Turner gonna make it to final two <laughs> I could see that happening well, if Michael is gone. Because they're going to go after Michael next week. 
for so sure. If you get Michael out of there, then I feel like I would see, I, I would, I would, a, a, top, a top two that I could stomach is Monty and Taylor. I don't know about Turner. I, some of, I don't know. Um, I feel like Taylor's number days is numbered in the house. Well, that's probably fair. Cause, I, I because guess. the minute Michael goes home, Taylor's going home and then Brittany going home right after. Well, why would, why would Taylor go home before Brittany? Because Taylor can win comps. Mm-hmm. But I don't see a final two with Brittany in, in no way. <laughs> I feel like the only Brittany, way, the only way there'll be a final two with Brittany is if Michael keeps going. Brittany and Alyssa, and Terrence, to me, they've all just rolled away to get to this. this no, this they absolutely the have. And, and that's one part. Yeah. That's one thing that I'm scared of with Terrence is that Terrence is in no way compared to Big D from last season. But Big D did absolutely nothing. Like he ain't win nothing. At and least Terrence, Terrence and one. Terrence, done, he made it to the final two. So Terrence done one stuff. And I feel like. It could be a way, like, that's how crazy the game could get, that he will get power again. And the next thing you know, we're going to see Terrence down here to the final two with Alyssa. Well, that's upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) With Alyssa? Oh, I'm not even watching that. Get out of here. Because for some reason, they have built this whole bond, and they over this whole I love you, sweetie. I love you too, Alyssa. Bothers Um. me. (laughs) I told you that. When they started that I love you business, I was like, "I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Okay, y'all. Thank y'all so much for sitting with us down to the kitchen table for the first iteration of the Big Brother Town Hall. Like I said, please, 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 if there are things that you want us to dig into, uh, certain characters, certain scenarios, certain interactions, let us know and we will co- reconvene and make this a thing. If you don't watch Big Brother and you hung out with us anyway, thank you. <laughs> we appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I like TV and I like talking about TV and I like... Me too. I love it. I love so, it like, so much. You know, uh, if there are other shows, other things that we can sort of dig into, I would love to do that um, because good times. Chicken sandwich. It's the kind of phrase that just gets your soul to stir and it tingles all of your senses. McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich is always crispy, juicy, and tender. You know, you get the silver line pouch, you see it coming from a mile away, and you already start to salivate and get excited. You bite into that sandwich and you start to taste the juicy chicken and it gets all messy and wonderful. Uh, And then, of course, you know, you can get, uh, add your spicy sauce to get that added element um not just for your sandwich but for your fries as well um some days you want to treat yourself to that deluxe crispy chicken moment to get your little lettuce tomato pickle little onion all the things all the makings of a wonderful sandwich and even when you take your last bite it's not over honey there will always be delicious crispy crumbs and we don't leave nothing okay we we let that silver line pouch have it. Why? Because we deserve, we don't leave no chicken on the table. That's not what we came here to do. And listen, I remember a crispy chicken sandwich has a special place in my heart. I remember when, when McDonald's first debuted it back in the day, right? It was like the McChicken, but better. And it's, it's still to this day, you get that same glorious vibe. I love uh, the fact that you can add 
your toppings. You can get a deluxe with a lettuce and tomato. You can get spicy chicken sandwich. If you need a little bit of a uh, punch or kick. Um, and I'm not one to share, right? That's how I know if, if, if I offer you a bite or a remnant of my Christmas chicken sandwich, honey, that's how you know that you as my people's for real, okay? Because we don't play. We don't play about our McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich. Try the McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich, the crispy, juicy, tender sandwich that hits every time. Order ahead on the McDonald's app, mobile order, and pay at participating McDonald's. Download and registration required. I deserve Did you do anything in Black women's self-care? this week um let me think about this let me think about this let me think about this oh therapy oh yes yeah I had a really good session with my therapist that's where I learned that um I'm out here ghosting people and I probably should not have been ghosting people and just learning how to set boundaries. So it's very hard for me to set boundaries. I seem like I know that I seem like very hard and I'm going to go off on people. And here I thought cutting people off was setting boundaries. And my therapist gathered me up real quickly and was like, sis, that's not setting boundaries. That's flight. That's taking flight. That's ghosting. (laughs) That's not that's not saying to someone what they've done or how they've made you feel and what you know, and getting to the bottom of it. That is setting a boundary. And I was like, wow, read me for filth. Mm -hmm. Got it. Revelation. (laughs) So that was my um, my black woman self-care because I also have a black therapist. So I love that. And it's so nice to say that. My black what's, woman self-care. Yeah, what's yours? Uh, as I, you know, a perfect segue from our kitchen table talk where I was talking about my undying love and affection for television. I stumbled upon a show that's new to me on Apple TV. I know that you guys, it's not new. So many of you have, have uh, probably seen it. Apple TV has a show called Loot <laughs> with, uh, what's her name? Maya... Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Yes. Maya Rudolph. Minnie Rippleton's daughter. Minnie right? Rippleton's daughter. Correct. Yes. And Maya is the star of this show on the Lutes. And all of us got together over the weekend, had some quality time um, in front of the tube with, you know, with me, um, Tay, Crystal, Naja, Bobby, uh, Tanika, Nikki. We all got together and had a high time. Just some good family, solid television watching. With and that, laugh with, out loud, I, laughing. I mean, with that. I mean, it's laugh really out loud. funny. It's a good show, mm-hmm. and I encourage you all to to get into it. But like, it really just gave me, like you know, back in the day watching TV with my with my cousins and my siblings vibe. And I, really love I love that. I love that. You know, that's nice. We love that. We I love that. Time. That was that was amazing. And Can so, I just say, you know, what took me out on on that um those those shows? Yes. I mean the the loot when she grabbed the girl like this when she was eating the w- wings and she said, "Come here, come here," and she put her arm around her. <laughs> I was no, like, no, "Why no. is she holding her?" The thing is, one of Maya Rudolph is genius, right? Because yeah. there are just certain things. Uh, it's like, I just love that her blackness is on display in these ways. Yes, not to say that, yes. that there are times when it's not, because it always is. But mm-hmm. I just love how there are just certain unspoken nuances, sort of cultural treasures mm-hmm. 
throughout. She be saying a lot of black shit. Yeah. Where it's just like, that is so black and I love to see yeah. it. <laughs> Woo, it's so good to see this blackness. Yes, um, I really love it. Good to, good to me, but that episode, you know, the fact that there is an episode about spades. <laughs> the, fact, mm-hmm. the fact that, and, you know. And she wanted her table with the broken leg. Yeah. And she ain't asked, she's like, I yes, want to keep my table yes, with the broken yes, leg. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's a lot of the dynamics that happen, especially around like sort of like, you know, the dynamics within uh, black families uh, as it relates to class and social status and sort of like how mm-hmm, these things sort of mm-hmm. play out. It's just good TV. And I love sort of seeing the complexity of black life um, on display because we are not a monolith and we all don't do the same thing. No. So much. And I love that she's filthy rich. Oh, That's what I love. And how she can just do whatever goal. she wants. Yes. yes. She does whatever she wants. She has all those chefs and them bring, serving her with her um, with her assistant. Yes. I just love it all. Yeah. We need much more of this kind of content on the mm-hmm. tubes, mm-hmm. on the interwebs. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey, honey. Finally, before we wrap up, in the spirit of petty peeves. Oh, boy. Let me tell you what. I know it seems like every <laughs> other petty peeve that we talk about on this show pertains to Uber Eats or some sort of food <laughs> delivery. I'm but not going there with y'all this, this time because, yeah, the last time we talked about it, the people didn't live it down with me. So I don't, I'm not oh, saying yeah. nothing. <laughs> no, 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 no. That Asaka had the people in the joke. <laughs> Uh, definitely uh, did <laughs> um, so uh, okay what I will say is um, I'm not going back and forth with another delivery person about my address <laughs> uh, I'm not doing it uh, if you deliver my food to the wrong place then it's not me it's you you are wrong it wasn't me it was yeah. you I went yeah. back and forth with my Uber Eats driver person last night mm-hmm. On mm-hmm. T- for about seven minutes until in my exasperation and complete frustration, <laughs> I hung up on the lady because she was trying to argue me down. And I'm like, she was like, oh no. Uh, I said, you left my food at the wrong place. Oh no, I left it at, and she said my, my house number. And I'm like, well, it's not my house. Like that's the house number on another street. Oh no. I'm on your street. I'm standing on your street right now. So I don't know where you're standing. And, yeah, and I don't know. Not here. But, 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 but my food, I'm at my house and my food <laughs> is not here. My food so is not here. My food is not here. My, I don't know yeah. where you left my food. So she was like, oh, so it's two. Is it two? Um, so let's say my address was <laughs> ma'am. Is it two of your address? No, you are wrong. You are incorrect. Well, the Uber East GPS brought me here. Not my problem. I paid you to bring the food to me. So if yeah. you left it somewhere else, yeah. you don't hear about anything else, but I'm going to bring it to where you are. Right. And then she wanted to go back and forth with me and want me to give her turn by turn direct. Well, can you tell me how to get to where you are? Well, no, because Absolutely I don't know where not. you are. I yes. don't know where you are. Well, I'm telling you that I'm standing where you're standing is of no consequence to me. Okay. (laughs) I want you to use the technology that you have available to you to 
be resourceful and earn this delivery fee and this tip. Because what I'm not going to do <laughs> is hold your hand and direct you to my house. Right. And I don't have to. And, no. And because you're trying to argue me down, like it's my fault that I don't you, hope you didn't left give no my tip somewhere else. Well, Did I'm you just tip trying her? to get it. I'm just, I'm just like, girl, you know what? I'm just going to tell Uber Eats that you delivered it to the wrong place because you did. And they're going to give me my money back. I'm not going back and forth with you. No, you never even got the food. But eventually, well, after I hung up on her, because I did, (laughs) I hung up on her, went down to the, uh, to the help and told them that my food was not delivered to me because it was not. Yeah. And I, you know, you know, I said, listen, run me my coins. I'm just going to go on to bed. Child, 12 minutes later, my doorbell come a ringing. And she's yeah, and she's standing outside like I just want to make sure I'm in the right girl. If you don't get from around my door, please, 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 please. cost me. How you gonna make it my fault? I'm not doing nothing but paying for a service that you are not providing as a service provider. The Uber people, they getting out of hand. I don't like their behavior. I, I don't like their it. attitude. I don't like their talk back. I don't like their tone. And I hate that I'm being such. These are first world problems. I recognize that there are just such larger yeah. concerns. That Others are going concerns. On in the world. Yes. And I hate it. But I, I'm but I, I don't have like to it. Tell you, I have to tell you that my nerves were chewed up last night because this no. girl had me on the phone. And I'm like, ma'am, I don't know what you want me to say uh, other than. I'm at my house and my food is not here. Yes. And so we need to be working on a solution, girl. You still trying to get me to understand. And I understand that the food that I pay for is not here. That's all I understand. Mm, 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 mm. I'm sick of it. But yes, is there Mm. anything that is getting on your nerves this week? Um, it's okay. You know what gets on? There is something Mm -hmm, actually. mm -hmm. Um, Because I spoke to you about this before. Um, you know, I've been going to Orange Theory, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to you for um, putting me on to Orange Theory. I'm doing my best. Um, you know, there is a lack of diversity in my Orange Theory. It's in Tuckahoe, mm. New York. And I just feel like that's across the board in majority of the Orange Theories. There's just not a lot of us. Well, yeah. Um, and okay. with not a, not being a lot of us, there's not a lot of white teachers. I mean, I'm sorry, not a lot of black teachers um, there either. Instructors, I should say. And what I don't like, Mm -hmm. what I don't like, and I don't know if I'm just being sensitive, if I'm just coming off of Big Brother 24, (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I'm trying to understand is this one particular white girl that she puts on hip hop, she puts on reggae. When she sees you coming. When she sees me in the class. And not only does she put it on. Not she, only does she put it on, but she does these dances. She want to come and be like, She wants like to engage me, and I don't be playing that game with her. Because not only is she a white woman, but she's a ginger, and I just feel like that's white on top of <laughs> that's a white woman. Okay, that's white. <laughs> oh lord that's white so and I just be feeling like she be like you know like how somebody that we was talking to was like see inclusive <laughs> just like I, I, I like I don't I don't like it I think it's corny um 
I, I, I'm trying to understand like what be happening, you know, because she's not the only one. Like, you I feel like so. when that stuff be happening to me, I'd be like, I don't actually know this song. I listen to classical music. Yeah, because I'm like, yo, I, first of all, you know, because I don't and, I, and and y'all be playing like corny stuff and like she be like rapping the words. And then, like, she be walking past me, like, like I feel like she's trying to get my attention, like, because she be walking past me saying the rap words, and I be looking like, I don't know this fucking song. Let me tell you something. Okay, speaking of that, I was talking to a young lady in a nail salon, and she's telling me that she was taking, um, what is it, the thing that you did? Um, it's like a project management certification. Oh, um, the Scrum Master? Yeah. Scrum Master. But so mm-hmm. she was taking a class uh, for her Scrum Master certification, and um, I don't know um, any details about which one or, who, or any of those specifics, but she was saying that in uh, one of the assignments in the class mm-hmm. was, I guess you had to do like a presentation or, pre- or like, instead of just doing like a standard PowerPoint presentation, you have to mm-hmm. like make a song. And show how, how you make the song from beginning to end. Mm, no. Well, uh, I don't know those specific either, but she was just saying like there were several people in the class who chose to rap. Okay. And <laughs> you see what I'm saying? In their rapping. <laughs> right. It was like, you know, these, these two white girls rapping and they like turned the lights out and put like fitted caps on. And yeah, I'd have been out. Was given all kinds of like, and the she, white she girls showed, did that? Yes. And it was like, you know, they rapping about whatever the class is. And as opposed to just sort of like rapping to the beat, it's like they take on this persona. Like they're out there acting like Method Man and Red Man or what they think or whatever they think rapping means. And she showed it to me and was like, yo, I thought this was crazy when it happened to me. But you know how sometimes you just got to show this to somebody else to make sure that it's not just Yeah, to make sure you're not tripping. And I was just like, no, girl, this is blatant, outright, overt racism. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want you to make any mistakes. Because I'm just sitting here thinking, like, I would be reporting this. And I think if you wanted to, she was like, well, um, she was like, I got to be strategic about how I complain about this because, you know, I don't want to put a target on my back, which is crazy that we have to move that way. But I, I, I sound like big brother, sound right. like big brother. We don't want to put a target on our back. <laughs> but, um, but she was like, I'm going to have to find a way to sort of bring, uh, this to the attention of the, of the coordinators that this is something that shouldn't happen. But it's just wild to me that I have to say that <laughs> out loud yeah. because yeah. it's like these 22 year old white girls, you tell them to write a rap song and they start to pulling they, out, you know, jerseys and fitted caps. And yeah, it's like, just go straight to appropriation because that's all they know how to do is steal. Because that's what their ancestors do is steal and, and, and kill it's like a joke. And like you know, she showed me the video. They're like laughing and having a good time, and it's like, oh, oh, listen, let's make fun. Listen, and that's how Shorty be walking past me when she be rapping and smiling, and I just be looking like, yo. And I told her she was rapping. I was like, I don't know this song. She was like, oh, <laughs> like yo. I'll tell her every fucking song. Oh, yeah. Every time she plays something now, I'm gonna just be looking at her like I don't know this song. I do not. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Getting Grown. Uh, Yes. We are wishing Jade all the best and all of the rest. Jade, yes. And relaxation on her vacation. I certainly am. And I thank you, Jade, for allowing me to sit in such um, 
an astute chair. Esteemed um, seat. Absolutely. Esteemed seat. Yes, indeed. Um, in your absence, I really appreciate it. We appreciate you. And we love y'all so much for listening. We thank you for all of the ways that you support uh, our work and our and our community. And we'll see you guys next week. We're taking a week off for Labor Day. So I hope that you enjoy your three-day weekend as well. And we'll be back. I got a four-day weekend. Go off. Yes. I don't think I do, but go off. <laughs> um, and we'll be back, man. We'll be back with the. I can't wait to come back and talk, Big Brother. Please invite me back. Of course, of course. The next time we're going to try to have you and Asante, we're going to uh, get to the bottom of it. But yeah, y'all let us know what y'all want us to talk about, all things Big Brother and otherwise. Love y'all for listening. See you next time. The award winning London production of Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman comes to Broadway this fall for 17 weeks only. When Dale Pierce of The Wire and Sharon D. Clark, Tony nominee for Carolina Change, make history as this revival centers a black family for the very first time on Broadway. Meet Willie and Linda Lohman. They are joined by Chris Davis, McKinley Belcher III, and Tony winner Andre DeShields. Previews for this electrifying production begin September 17th. Tickets are available at salesmanonbroadway.com. It's timeless. It's timely. It's time.